Hello and welcome along to a brand new season of the Left Wing Back podcast, your go-to podcast for all things Carroll GAA. We will be covering things from pillar to post over 2024. You won't miss a beat when it comes to the senior football and hurling action in Carlo this year, both inter-county and indeed with the club stuff. We will dabble in other bits and pieces as well if we can find ourselves some resources. But on that note, we would like to welcome aboard our partners, starting with our 12-month partners, Porig Dunn Motors, located on the O'Brien Road. PFT Travel, who've been with us for quite some time on our sister podcast as well, the Irish F1 show. Check that one out if you don't mind. Uh, Earth Spaz, who've been with us for quite some time, as have Ray Whelan Limited, your go-to for waste management services. So those four are with us for a period of 12 months. Murray's and Ballymurphy, a brand new sponsor of ours as well. They're coming with us right up until the start of the club season, with us for about the next five or six months. And detail menswear, Carlo, and of course located in Kilkenny. We want to say thanks to Shane again and all the lads in detail menswear for talking about myself and Richard Carney for an appearance on Ireland AM last Saturday regarding the Irish F1 show. But the left wing back did, of course, get a mention on that one as well. So as we said, in terms of Carlo senior footballers and hurlers, we will do our best to bring you all the action throughout the league and the championship. And when it comes into the club stuff, well, you know the grill there. We're hammer and tongs for the few months around that. We might have a few other ideas as well. But if anyone wants to come on board as a partner for a 12-month period, it is a very competitive price indeed for the return that you get on that particular investment. And if it's something that you think you might only be able to commit to for six months, it does help us produce the content. And without advertising, we don't have a podcast. Anyway, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. So last weekend, Carlos Senior Footballer started with a win over Tipperary down in Semple Stadium. It's a rare commodity. It doesn't happen that often. And we caught up with one of the most experienced campaigners on the panel, Mr. Shane Clark. A little bit later on, we'll be hearing from another Bagnestown Galesman, Jack McCullough, who of course is involved with the Carlos Senior Hurlers. They kick off their Allianz League campaign on Sunday with an away trip to Kerry in Tralee. Welcome back to a brand new season here on the left wing back. We kick things off with all things Carlo football and the gentleman on the other side of the screen, of course, very familiar to Carlo football and fans for Best part of a decade now, Mr. Shane Clark. Shane, you're very welcome indeed. What's the crack, lad? How oh, things, Kev? All good in yourself? Ah, we're motoring well, we're motoring well. We're back in the thick yeah. of it again. And you guys, after getting off there, pretty good start down in tape last week? Oh, unreal. Especially there, two years ago, I think we got a bit of a scutching down there. But it was nice to, to start the league off that way, you know. It makes the trend so much better as well when you, when you have a win. You're not chasing straight away, you know. That was a horror show, man, a couple of years back. And yeah, you're right, I mean... Well, you're into year five now, I think, with Niall, possibly. And um, I think if you even take that particular example in itself, it's a fair turnaround. I mean, it was a quiet camp, I think, leading into it. You were rank outsiders going up against them, especially in their home turf. You don't have a great record down there. You played some great football, man. That was seriously a fast team. Like, and you know yourself, Semple Stadium is, is, is it's a hurling pitch. Like, it's it's so long. And Tipperary are a big physical team, so we knew we'd have legs on them. And likes of Paddy Mack coming into the team there as well, wing back. Like it brings so much energy and like Connor Crowley up top, Jamie, Ross Dunphy. The pace we have in that team is the fans ourselves against anyone and we run the ball properly, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's the one standout thing, Clark, I think. Um, and the big differentiation probably from the maybe the time you'd come in when it was a big, strong physical team, and don't get me wrong, these little nippy lads are are hardy lads too. But when you have that raw pace you have the potential to trouble teams and like you're really, really utilising that energy. Oh, yeah, like, and obviously you're not going to be able to run for 70 minutes, so 
I think that's the big thing where after learning the last couple of years, like you said, from going back to the start of the Tipperary game to now, like we know when to go, we know when it's not on, you know, lads, lads know the system now. We've, we've been doing it the last three or four years, so we're just getting better and better and hopefully this year we get better and better with each game too. Like that's probably the first proper competitive game this year that that team has had together, you know? Mm. So yeah. and you, you mentioned your club man there, Paddy Mack. It's uh, yeah. fantastic to see him in. Like he he had a serious year last year. We were the whole thing going on about him not knowing that he had this free taking ability in his locker, and he was so good on the freeze last year for you. He's going to be a serious addition. I some athlete, and for his first competitive game to step in against Tipperary straight away, like and he didn't put a foot wrong. He's unreal, and I don't know if he'll take the freeze after a forty now or anything, but for for Bagnestown, he's he's a, he's a big asset. Yeah, of course he is, lad. Of course he is. Mikey Barmerick is another man with unbelievable pace. So we're having a conversation with someone oh, during the week yeah. now. This particular example, uh, you've played with Bowden and you've played with the Choo Choo and you've played with Mikey. Is he much slower than Choo Choo or would you have him on par with him? Because with the ball in hand, he's just incredible. Like, oh, I'd have him on par. If probably, probably a small bit more explosive. Like when he, like I wouldn't consider myself slow, and um, but like when you're marking him in the game and he takes off. That five ten yards he has is absolutely frightening. Like you're not you're not catching him. No one's catching him. He's he's so powerful with the ball. Yeah, and the sidestep I think is probably the big differentiation <laughs> between the two. Like that's a six sidestep he has. Yeah, him and Shawnee Bamrick have the same sidestep. They're little two step or goose step, is it? It's called, but must yeah, be from yeah. the basketball. But no, he's on really. He just slows you down and just powers off. He's he's so good, so good. Yeah, what keeps you coming back after all these years, man? Is it like the is it the lifestyle of it, or um, or what is it that attracts you? Yeah, it is, it is the lifestyle, obviously. Like, and another thing that keeps me coming back is the dressing room. Like the last couple of years, I've been there now. Everyone has been so sound. There's no like Rafili here, Erog here. Everyone is just together, and it's, it's good crack a trend as well. Like, and and the management team are brilliant as well for that. Yeah, yeah. Because look, we've kind of touched on the fact that you're there the best part of a decade, but you're also kind of a uh, Maybe late to the parties. I mean, what were you maybe into the, the other side of the mid twenties when whenever you joined the panel first like? Yeah, sure. So I was probably probably twenty-four. No, it wasn't. So I'm gonna, yeah, probably twenty-four when I joined the panel, yeah, but obviously the first two years I wasn't really playing much. It's only the last three or four years I'm after breaking into the panel properly and, and playing regularly, you know. Um mm. obviously this year didn't start off great now with an injury, but hopefully push on our next couple of games and try to get that starting position back. Yeah, you were getting a bit of hassle during the club season last year. Is it the same injury or what's going on with you? <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. I think from the New York game with Cara last year, I, I tore my calf. And from then, through the whole club season, it's been a disaster. And then I got Gilmore's grain in the last club game as well. Like It's probably overcompensating, I'd say, and just built up over time. And, but it's coming good there now. Gary Gary and Kieran have been working on me there, so it feels a lot better now, like. Yeah, yeah, that that's also known as unhappy Gilmore Clarkie, I think. But, <laughs> good to hear that you're uh, yeah. you're getting a bit of improvement with it or whatever. Because I mean, you've always kept yourself well. It's something you can pride yourself on. I don't yeah. think you, I don't think you've ever drank or smoked. And I actually might come to you on that particular one. Like, um, at what point during your teens or whatever do you decide I'm just not going to do this, or did you ever dabble with it? Like, no, I never, I never even tasted alcohol before. To be honest with you. Um, never tasted alcohol, touched a cigarette, anything like that. Um, it was just probably because I was playing soccer at such a young age, and I didn't really go out much. But like I go out now, it wouldn't bother me, you know. But never really bothered with. 
Yeah, and it's mad because like TC TC would have a drop, right? Rambo would have and, a drop. And right? Jamie. <laughs> yeah. And, and Jamie, but like uh yeah. like you're 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 the exception to the rule. And I mean it's always uh I think you've always been pretty comfortable in your own skin anyway, but that's definitely something yeah. that never seen the body of too much like. No, no, I never bothered me not. Should be a friends group as well, like that. You know, if we go out there, don't put pressure on you to drink right and there, wouldn't give a shite. So just go out and have the crack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, there was a time, of course, when lads might actually have a couple of points the night before a game and settle down or whatever. But what does, um, obviously it's not done now at all, at all. <laughs> but in general, what does uh, what does kind of game week look like for you? What does the night before a game look like? And especially if it's an important game, like what what's all that doing with you? Like, or how, do you how do you feel about it? Yeah, well, game week, I find if I start changing things, I start overthinking, you know, um, like a lot. Of, like, I got very nervous before games, like you know. So it's just about really. So yeah, I they do. Yeah, before any game, club games, county games, very nervous the night before. Find it even hard to sleep sometimes, you know. Um, but like the week of a game, Monday, we, we like for a county game, say we just have a collective gym session. Tuesday be a hard enough session, video analysis. Wednesday be an individual gym, and Thursday we'll kind of take it down a small bit. And our nutritionist then will be putting in like our our food we should be taking that week before a game. The night before a game, I do nothing nothing different really. Try to get to bed as early as I can, get up then, get a good breakfast into me and we usually meet about two, two, three hours before a game then as well. That's mad, lad. I never would have got that five off of you when I played a little bit of like <laughs> development squads and stuff underage yeah. and, in the school and Dallas and all that. Never would have thought anything other than self-assured doesn't do nerves because like I mean oh, when it came to it like you delivered and, and turn up and all that but uh, yeah it's just not something I ever associated with like you know what I mean must have a good poker face off because I'd be absolutely shitting before the ball is running <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but probably probably comes back to having the homework on target too and I mean you you mentioned your preparation it, yeah. like you're you're very meticulous with everything diet and you yeah. know and the the whole job like so I suppose when you can go back to that and, and maybe reaffirm those particular positives I mean that's that though that is the evidence, like and you're not tricking anyone, you're not trying to pretend you're this, that, and the other. You know you've got the homework done. So whenever those do yes. creep in, I suppose you think back and think, right, well look, I've 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 done my bit here. I don't really have a whole lot to worry about with such, you know? Yeah. That that's it. That's where you get your confidence. Like confidence is from preparation, like, you know. And there's no point cheating yourself because then when it comes to match day, you know yourself you haven't put in the work. Um but like once the ball is thrown in, all the nerves go out the window. You know yourself, the man you're marking. Mm. You know, you won't be digging each other out for next 70 minutes, whatever, but I I back myself to get the better of him, you know what I mean? So I'm sure mm-hmm. he backs himself to get the better of me, but that, that week leading up to it, like, you, you know yourself leading up to games, you know who you're going to be marking. You kind of have your homework done on him as well, like. Yeah. What Jamie like, really like, like in the part? Oh, Jamie. <laughs> He's, he even says it to me, even for club games, like he wouldn't sit beside me during a club game because I'd be real quiet and kind of anxious, whereas yeah. he'd be flaring around the music, laughing around, joking. Complete opposite to me. He he just takes it in his stride, like you know. Yeah, yeah, anyway, that's not slash. That's not. But I mean, I suppose all those dynamics are going on in the dressing room. There's a fair lot of energy in a dressing room, like positive energy, nervous energy, every sort of energy going around yeah. the place, right? And it's whatever works for you, I think, and I suppose you see a right concoction of that inside, everyone's different, they've got their own thing going on, don't they? Oh, they do, yeah. Like, e- even bringing a speaker into the dressing room, a bit of music, do you want that quite nervous energy you get in the dressing room? It yeah. takes that over then. Oh, John Perry was on the on the speaker now for the Tipperary game, and it was, uh, it was questionable enough now that the music was... <laughs> It worked anyway, I got us going, so 
<laughs> he's, he's a good lad, though. Yeah, he's been he's been another great addition. I mean, the the early indications so far have been very very positive, haven't they? Like, yeah, sure. he came into the squad last year, but I think he was too young to play the Talton Cup. Um, mm. So he's only doing his leaving, like, but so mad leads, like, and he's he's a he's a baller as well, like, you know, and um, mm. he just fits straight into the dressing room, like, he's good crack as well, like. Yeah, like that point he kicked the other day. Off the left, <laughs> yeah. Off the left, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's an absolute, absolute cracker. Like, and those are the type of moves you're you're putting together. You look, you look quite sure, but I suppose the nature of this is now. I mean, you can't take your eye off the ball. Um, you know, people are probably among themselves saying war for a little bit weak or whatever. But you start going in with that mentality, you put yeah. back in your arse fairly quickly. You don't really know. It's like I think you could nearly put the same cliche to division four almost every year you don't really know what's going to happen where you're going to get the points from etc etc people say you know you, you try target your home games just man i've seen years where carlo have won up on antrim and they slipped up on handy home games so like it's just yeah. to get that level of consistency isn't it over the couple of games that i remember a few years ago when london actually caught us out in dr cullen um, right, yeah. and that 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 cost us promotion here that's your team like the Tipperary was a savage win but that's completely forgotten about. Like Waterford now, like everything is focused on Waterford. It's like it's like we're going to be playing Dublin. You know what I mean? Like there's no one looking past Waterford because, like you said, in Division Four, you don't really know what what teams are going to be like year in year out. Even though they got better against Leitrim, the scoring didn't reflect the performance either. You know, Waterford had a few goal chances that if they had it taken, it might be a different story then. But everyone's a hundred percent focused on Saturday. Yeah. And what were the boys and off Fury was under a bit of pressure, Johnny. And uh, that's what I think that I think that was near enough. It was it injury wise. What way is Johnny? Johnny has a dead leg. Um, I'd say we'll see what he's like now with training tonight. But he's just got a dead leg. Hopefully, he'll be, he'll be okay anyway. Good character to have around the place as well. Uh, Johnny's good crack. Uh, Johnny and Mark are good crack. Yeah, uh, yeah. Gift of the gap, Johnny has. has. Absolutely, he has. Yeah, jeez, he has. He's a. Uh, He's a podcaster's dream, to be honest with you. But um, <laughs> but you need don't you need that, Clark? You've seen it for years. I mean, you need characters around the place because I mean, it brings it brings something to it. Like um, they're the right characters, of course. But uh, yeah. it does it does offer something, doesn't it, to the whole dynamic? Yeah, it does, and that's why the dress room is so good because you have them characters in it. Like you know, you're laughing and joking with everyone. No one's going to stand to Johnny anyway. Mark will be able to shout away if, uh, <laughs> if they do. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with him. Jesse got, oh, got no. some unit. Like, even last year, I thought he got bigger again, whatever he's doing. I don't know. Are you training him, Clark? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish I was. I wish I could take credit for that. Jeez, yeah. he's, uh, and, like, he's not slowing down either. He's getting bigger, but he's a, yeah. he's a fucking he's a specimen. Are you in um, Are you in Patrick still, or what, what do you be at now? Yeah, I'm in Patrick Fitness. I still work in Outland, so I go in there in the evening. Um, okay. Whenever I can, just do a few yeah. PTs and a few classes, and we do a few teams in there as well. Like, let's go cracking there. Yeah, and you've got fitness formulas going, yeah. Still going all the the online training. Um, that's busy enough too. Like, it's as busy as I wanted at the moment, you know. Mm. Um, especially especially with training now. You're training nearly every night of the week. Yeah. It's hard to keep everything going. Yeah, yeah, but like you're, you're a high energy type of guy, so it probably suits you somewhat. I'm sure. Like, yeah. I mean, you'd like to be going gung ho at that probably. Flat out, I'd imagine, but I mean, yeah. you know, we do we have to do, don't we, in this world, like to, 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 to survive and pay our bills and all that, man. Not, not, not exactly. cliche, but that's the way it is, isn't it? Yeah, it is, to be fair. Yeah, like it's an extra few pounds coming in, it makes all the difference, like you know yourself. So, but yeah, like you said, in a few years' time, just I'd love to be all in at the, at the fitness game. 
yeah, because it's gone mad, man. Like, Jesus, like, it's, it's really <laughs> grown over the past decade and all. And while people maybe give out a little bit about Instagram and stuff and like maybe what the pressure that's putting on people, it's also, I'm not going to say a goldmine for you, but it's definitely an advantage in your game because, I mean, it seems that a lot of the younger generation kind of want to look like what they're, what they're seeing. It probably puts <laughs> a bit of pressure on them as well and maybe they need to think about things a little bit differently in that aspect. But certainly from your point of view, I mean, if they want to look like that, you're like, yeah, come on, I'll do that for you, no ass, like, and I'll take your money, sir. Let's be yeah. honest, bro. Yeah. I don't know, obviously, Instagram is huge, but, like, all the business is coming through Instagram, you know? Mm. Like, there was nothing really coming through the website, so that's why we just scratched that, and it's just solely Instagram now, but, like you said, like, everyone, everyone is different, everyone wants a different goal, but whatever it is, just, we can surely help them towards it, like, you know, and mm. it obviously helps me playing intercounty football coming through wanting GAA programs and stuff like that it's a massive help for the profile you know yeah it's definitely very niche as well I suppose one important thing like and I mean I've said it is an obvious advantage for you but I suppose would you have some bit of not a sympathy but maybe a message for the younger folk that like you know a lot of influencers in particular I don't mean to be taking the back off the whole lot of them but maybe they're presenting something that is not quite accurate I mean at the end of the day they probably are a business as well they're promoting and yeah. selling products and all that and would you feel that possibly sometimes maybe youngsters get caught up in that a little bit too much and think that it's actually maybe the real world well in actual fact well they're actually selling a product yeah oh exactly like and a lot of them you know yourself they don't talk to talk you know what i mean they're, or they talk to talk but they don't walk the walk for that five or ten minute video they're doing this they're doing that but i say if you follow their their life through the week it'll be a completely different story and like you could watch you could watch five different videos on the one thing and three of them is telling you that's the worst thing in the world and two is telling you it's the best thing in the world it's what works for you like like i said everyone is different so everyone has their own little thing that'll work for them rather than looking at all these influencers and and trying all different things because at the end of the day like you could do four or five different training programs with the, the best coaches in the world but if you don't put the work in you're going to get no results you're better off just stick to the one thing that's working for you and, and stay with that for a while you know it's going yeah. to take time like mm -hmm. yeah and that's where the tailor thing comes in from your point of view which yeah. is which i mean is uh is this fantastic and i suppose there was a time clark you say from from my perspective anya before i hit the 30 mark where i felt i could actually out train the diet it's not quite that <laughs> no. now since we got to the 30 like <laughs> yeah, would you, if, you, if you were to put a ratio if you were to put a ratio on it would you actually put a heavier ratio on the percentage side for for a diet um than exercise now I I probably would, yeah. Like, train 6% to drive 40% and you'll still be in decent shape. But, like, if you want to be lean and as best as you can, I'd say it's probably the other way, you know. 6% is diet and 40% is gym. Like, just to get as lean as you can, you know, like, diet is so important. Fuel for your body, like, you know. You wouldn't go driving a car, a petrol car, and put diesel in it. It's, it's not going to work. You have to put the right fuel into your body to make it work, work the best it can, you know. Yeah. Pretty simple at the end of the day when it boils down to it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, you're after to get the most out of things. I think we're after getting the most out of you. We've definitely <laughs> kept you a little bit longer than what we planned. But I really enjoyed the chat, Clarky. And listen, the very best look, not just this weekend, but for the year ahead. All right, man. Thanks very much for that. So this week's podcast has a very Bidenstown feel to it. We've just heard from Shane Clark involved with the Carlo Senior Footballers. Another man who quite easily could have been involved with the Carlo Senior Footballers is Jack McCullough, also of Bidenstown Girls. But we know about Jack's exploits with the Carlo Senior Hurlers over the past number of years. He's in action again this Sunday with the Hurlers 
in Kerry as they start their National League campaign and joins us here now. Jack, you're very welcome. How's things, boss? All good, Kev. Nice to be on it. Nice to be on the podcast. Going a while now, been listening in and stuff, so it's uh, nice to be asked in. Good man. It's nice to hear we've one lad listening to it anyway. Um, we've just had Shane on, obviously, from a football point of view. It's probably not a bad place to start. Uh, did you get a call from crew? Uh, not this year. No, maybe one or two previous years I got an old text or a call there. Yeah, but no, none, none this year now. So I think he's he's uh, he's happy enough. With it. I think Paddy Mack is in there now this year. So it's a nice replacement. Yeah, not too bad at all. And look, in fairness, he's probably <laughs> he's probably just um, giving up the ghost from his point of view and probably knows where you're at. Can you talk to us maybe about how you actually did make up your mind and why you selected the hurling, I suppose, over the football, Jack? Um, well, I don't really know, really. I just kind of, I think I got asked into the hurlers before the footballers, the senior footballers. Uh, Pat O'Flynn was over us under 20s, I think, at the time. And I think we, there was a challenge rush down in Tipperary. And then ever since that, I've been in there since. So I kind of slipped in the back door, kind of, and just... Been knocking around since, so that's really it. Yeah, it's gas because I suppose we're always singing your praises here on the podcast, um, well, in both codes, but particularly during the football last year. If you had gotten a call this year, do you think you'd have a, a bit of a decision to make? <laughs> yeah, it probably would have been a bit tougher, all right, that decision, yeah. Um, can't recall who was over the footballers that stage, but um, no, yeah, it would have definitely been more, I don't know, I'd say even back then I could have leaned more towards on the football side I had. I think Burr was over us with, from Tynan style there, Burr Horan and stuff. So there was a good, there was a good setup as well. Like you know, at that stage, so I w- it would have been a tougher decision. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, that's was interesting. But um, I suppose from the dual player point of view, Jack. I mean, is it is it something that's even possible anymore? Or um, you know, you don't hear too many more examples um, these days. I suppose that it used to be quite common one time. But uh, is that something that you'd even think might be possible? Uh well, I don't know now. You probably there'd be no work involved or college or anything. I'd say you'd want to just have a good run at it for a year, like you know. But I couldn't see it being no. You wouldn't wouldn't be sustainable in the long run. No, not at all. But sure, who was yeah. it? Johnny Nevin there. Sure, he was he was that for years, wasn't he? The, so yeah. it can be two ways it was, but a lot of sacrifice, isn't it? Yeah, sure. Look, that sacrifices are massive. But I suppose look, you, you made your choice. It ended up being a a fruitful one in the end. I mean, Crow Park last year. You know, John was on the cup final. I mean, um, it was uh, it was pretty unreal. Oh God, yeah, Jesus! The way that ended up now, I don't think too many more too many more people would have been uh, dissatisfied. I think the the league we started out and it was a killer. I think we got a trimming off, and even the start of the, the John Mac campaign, like to to get over that hump there, um, it was just it was class, like you know. And then the whole the whole journey after that just got better and better. Uh, the draw with Leaf, really, I think that really kind of set in stone. That something was was about to happen at the end of the year, you know. So, uh, and then once we got up there, the draw at the end of the Offaly game, like we were kind of used to that territory, you know. It wasn't something we hadn't seen before. And then went down and drove on from there, and sure, who else but Chris to stop step up with the last score, you know. Anyway, yes. And obviously, all that Jack would have been quite new to you, of course. Um, on a, on a personal level, how how did that day go for you? How did you kind of, I suppose, maybe? Capture it all, take it in, and the way it all panned out for you. Like, what's your memories of it? Uh, I sure look, I kind of be happy go lucky now as it would be. Uh, you know, like I wouldn't as much heat on it now, but um, no, like it was my first time actually on the pitch, even in Grove Park. So like it was a big, it was a big event. Like just the walking out before the match, like and stuff like that. Kind of that kind of got rid of a lot of the nerves, you know. Once you're out there, then and like sure the crowd, then you couldn't hear past twenty meters away from you. So like there was no real like. There was no real ambiguity about it. It was just get out and do your job, and that was it, you know. So 
that was really all I had. That was, there was no real other feelings other than that. So it was kind of just get your job done and just happened to get it done that day. <laughs> yeah, you strike me as a type of lad now and you might as well run in McGrath Park. It didn't really knock a phone go, you like. <laughs> no, no, no. Tell you one thing though, uh, sometimes it feels like McGrath Park is up on that hill there in McGrath Park and there's lads roaring in at you, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. And of course, sure, it sets you up against um, the likes of Kenny, Galway, Dublin, Wexford, etc. later on. But um, before that, there's the National League and there's Kerry interly on Sunday. So how have the last few weeks actually gone for you, Jack? I think we're going well. We're um, definitely further along than we would have been previous years, say, speed-wise. Um, I suppose uh, going out to Kerry, like, geez, it's a noisy task. You don't want like any team, no matter how good well you're going. Like, going out to Kerry, it's always banana. Um I don't think I think last two year last year I don't I think we got a draw with them that was a good result we thought for us in the Joe Mac like so like it's it's a tough it's a tough place to go and come out with a result so be all, be all we'll have it all to do you know this weekend this Sunday and what kind of is the priority Jack is it purely championship or is there an emphasis on maybe getting promoted in the league as well to you know get more of those um, higher quality games because obviously the the speed of the games are is uh, substantially different come uh, championship this year. Yeah, obviously you want to, like, we need that speed to be stepped up after the league. Like, it just needs to go through the roof. But um, in terms of, like, we've seen when we played like, Kilkenny in the Walsh Cup there, like, they opened us up with speed and just pure pace of their hurling and even Wexford to a degree. Like, we know where the level that we need to get to. And, look, Division 2, is, it's a great standard of hurling, but the speed probably isn't where it needs to be. And I think that if we want to stay up in Liam McCarthy and... Like, I think we need to be hurling Division 1, you know. So, I think there will be a bit more of a push on than there will be in other years. Um, but I think that, like, we'll take it each game as it comes to. Like, there's no point in jumping jumping ahead and saying, oh, we want to win a Division 2. We need to focus on, say, this weekend and carry a mead the following week. Like, it's just week by week we need to go out and get results. So, that's the way we're kind of looking at it, I think. Did you go to Morocco or did you sit that one out, lad? It was over there, yeah. It was over there. I don't remember much of it now, but we were all over there anyway. <laughs> A bit of a, a fair fright now when we when the Kilkenny jerseys were running at us there when we came home, but your luck ran a bit of beer out of us too, so it did. But um, no, it's all that's all out of the system now. But uh, no, Jesus, great trip now. Yeah, playing against Kilkenny was probably like that Rocky film where Rocky says, oh, "I can see three of them," and then he goes, hey, "Hit hit the one in the middle." You probably were seeing three Kilkenny players. <laughs> Uh, and it's the same person three times over. But anyway, look, that's the that's the joys of it. But the improvement in your performance then a few days later against Wexford, um, and obviously the amount of work that you've done since. I mean, you know, we're, we're talking even though it's a month ago. It's uh, there's a lot of ground covered, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, no, look, trends definitely. It's 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 ramping up now. Like you know, like the runs and stuff. They they don't get pretty. The January runs, like they're always the same, and they're and they're always tougher each year. Like, but um, no, I think that in general, like. The, the atmosphere in the team is just get fitter, get better, get faster, you know, at the minute. And like, things seem to be going well now, so at the minute. So hopefully they stay going that way. And thanks once again to Jack McCullough for joining us and to Shane Clark earlier. That is the wrap for our first episode back. Best wishes to the Carlo footballers and hurlers this weekend. Um, there's also been sadly a number of um, bereavements over the past few days and indeed the past few weeks. We want to pass on all our uh, condolences and sympathies to all families involved um yeah it's it's uh it's not been a nice time for a lot of people over 
the month of January. So I want to pass on our condolences and indeed our sympathies indeed. So that's where we finish up for this particular episode. Thanks once again to our episode partners who are, of course, Detail Menzer, Carl Uncle Kenny, Paulie Dunn Motors, Murray's Ballamorphy, PFT Travel, Ray Whelan, Waste Management and Earth Spas. And if you do want to get in touch, you can drop us a DM on social media or email leftwingbackpodcast.com. Over and out. Chat to you next week.